Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, Regina's only downtown brewery. Oh, fantastic. The recording did start with Pat McKay of CTV saying, it's more intimate this way. We're leaning in. We are leaning in quite close to each other. This is the Greencast. No, um, no, no. There's like three feet between th- us. That's more than three. I'd even go as far as there's like, uh, we're, on my, we're on the back deck recording studio. Uh, otherwise just known as my back deck at my house here in Saskatoon. It's not bad. Thanks, buddy. I like it. I did none of the work. I'm completely uh, useless when it comes to building things. Yeah, me too. This was here when you moved in? Uh, no, my neighbor across the way, my father-in-law built it. So, you know, the back deck recording studio I did nothing on. I like it. it you can sit back here. There's no bugs because it's all screened in. That's right. Love that. Big fan. And, and, and we and have he, beers. In the rain, too. Yeah, we could. If it started raining, this people could use this to put themselves to sleep because of the white noise. But... Yeah. Uh, and let's hope that we are able to at least not put anybody to sleep. This is the... You're a Braves fan? Oh, no, 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 no. That, I'm not a Braves fan at all. That actually came from uh, my dearly departed friend, uh, Casey Garen's house. Oh. It's my tribute to uh, a good friend of mine that uh, that passed, so I stole that out of his house and put it on the Back Deck Recording Studio. Um, as Pat was alluding to, there's an Atlanta Braves Avenue roadside up on the Back Deck Recording Studio, so... You know, I feel like, I feel like we're doing, like, the way we've described the surroundings... I feel like we're one of those like classy podcasts now, you know. I think so? I, th- I think something the like classy that. Classy podcast that describes what beer they're currently drinking. That's, That's what you wanted to go into, right? Uh, right. That is after the intro, but more like one of the classy ones that you have the guy with a real low voice and like the kind of alt rock sounding jazzy piano sounds, and it's kind of documentary sounding. Can we mention other podcasts in your podcast? Absolutely, you can. Like This American Life, I feel like those are like the really high-end, classy ones. That is exactly what I was thinking of. So, we are on the same wavelength. Um, Good, well, this bodes well. That's right. Minute 55, and I should probably mention this is the Three Down Nation Greencast. Um, No Joel Gasson. Joel is on his honeymoon that has taken him from Toronto to Europe, back to Halifax. Good and then Joel. back to Regina. So Joel and Jenny are out doing that. And in the meantime, you have somebody that has a hell of a lot more credibility than me. Um, three-time award winner of Saskatoon Media's Best Hair Award. Um, and That's all around... That's a real thing. Uh, I have... Uh, well, yeah, I was in the media for three years here in the city. Come on, look at that hairline. Somebody needs to look up this man. If you don't know his hair, it is Pat Mackay of CTV Saskatoon, a good friend of mine. I'm glad to have you on board with me. Yeah, Pat. good to be here in the uh, Back Deck Recording Studio. Yes, where we are drinking beer, which, of course, honoring Joel. Uh, much impressive, too. You came over um, carrying some beers in your hands, and uh, they were not Michelob, they were not Bud Light, so you were definitely... Uh, at that moment, I'm like, I've made a good decision. He's way more credible than me, and he brought some beer. So, yeah. as we always say on this podcast, Pat... Clink, near the clink. yeah, clink near the recorder, yeah. What's in the glass, buddy? Well, this is, let's see, Brewster's In Beer We Trust. 
Ooh. I'm drinking a River City Raspberry Ale. Ale of raspberries. It's a 5% alcohol. And I say the percentage because I know yours is higher. That's right. Um, this is the variety pack that Daniel Nugent Bowman brought me last weekend when he visited from Edmonton. He brought two bottles of wine and a 12-pack of beer. Not to be confused with Daniel Nugent Hopkins because he does cover the Edmonton Oilers for the Athletic. Or Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Well, there already I have got my first thing wrong of this yeah. podcast, and it's only taken us three minutes. So well, that's... you know what? When Daniel first got here, everyone confused him with that, and I remember uh, I used to call him Ryan. True. I, that only happened like once. True. I felt really bad about it. But it could happen to anyone, really. No, no, it, it really, it, it can. I, I, I once had a name, uh, once a, a guy I worked with in, uh, in Lloyd Media, I thought his name was Clint for the three years we worked together. Turns out his name was uh, Colin. It's not even close. He didn't tell me. I had been calling him Clint for three years, and he let me die by that. I just mm. called him Clint every time I said, hey, Clint, how's it going, bud? Um, he finally told me, oh, yeah, hey, Fraser, I'm leaving. By the way, it's Colin. Thanks, Colin. That made me feel like a like a jerk for three years. Yeah, yeah. I had that too when I worked in at CTV New Yorkton. There's a guy who was always at the Yorkton Terrier games, and I'd see him all around. And I thought yeah. his name was Gene. His <laughs> <laughs> name was Gene. These I don't days. know. His name wasn't Gene. I honestly don't remember what his name actually was <laughs> because I think I only heard it once. <laughs> But I called him Gene for two years that I worked there. And I think it was like the last day I was over there. I was at the Tim Hortons yeah. on the way out. I was like, well, Gene, I'm moving to Saskatoon. And he was like, I'm not Gene. Not Gene. <laughs> 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 sorry, Gene. Sorry, Gene. Uh, sorry. I don't remember his name. I actually feel bad But, but that, the but. funny thing is, if he listens to this and he talks about you calling him Gene, he'll remember and he'll know the shout out and that's the important thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, right. okay, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking, you also brought the Brewsters and Beer We Trust Honest Paul IPA. It is 6.5%, so it is a little bit stronger than yours and I've also had two Pile of Bones white IPAs before you even got here, um, being as I'm off Monday, so this is my Saturday night. Uh, and Pile of Bones is our sponsor here on the Three Down Nation Greencast. Is it? Oh, they're good with us talking about all sorts of beer. That's why I love them. Okay. They're, they're like, hey, we want to talk about all sorts of different good beers that are out there. So they are our sponsor. Um, but no, this is a very good IPA. I'm not sure where you'd find it because Pat found it. And Pat found it from Daniel Nugent Bowman, not Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, brought it in. Nice, hoppy, crisp. I like it. It's perfect for the back deck recording studio. Now I we think got- he got it in Lloyd Minster. You know what? There's a lot of things you can get Lloydminster. I didn't yeah. think Good Beers was one of them. <laughs> you can get a lot of things there. <laughs> yeah, we both we both work there. Yeah. On on that note, one thing that the riders got a lot of with the cheesy transitions, Joel is gone, we're going to keep those of, are actually points scored in a football game as we look back at their preseason loss to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I know myself, Pat, everybody I was talking to, it was a bit of a panic moment after that first preseason game. It's, Why? Well... <sighs> The offense didn't score. I know it's preseason. They left the entire team at home. <laughs> or in Saskatoon. Um, I still think there was, there was a sense of, of, of dread that the, the offense was so bad last year that you come out in your first preseason game, and I get it, the whole team's left at home, everybody's at Calaris, everybody. But to only put up a point on a shanked field goal. That was a time. bad, bad field goal attempt, too. I, I feel bad for Felix. Yeah. He was the kicker that... Through the first two weeks of camp, uh, it was it was Felix, it was Brett, uh, Brett Lowther, yeah. and it was John Ryan, and the three of them are palling around, and yeah. Dickinson, every time he walks by, he was always really positive about Felix. Yeah. Now, Brett 
knows he's the starter, and Craig yeah. made no bones about that. He says, yeah. Brett's the starter, but, you know, Felix! Felix! Even just the name. Every We're time feeling it, it, Felix! Felix! Yeah, fix it, Felix! And I never talked to Felix through camp, but, yeah. I mean, I nodded at him once or twice, and he yeah. kind of nodded back, and he's like, all right. That's, and, uh, yeah, that was... Sorry, but that was the worst field goal attempt I've ever seen. <laughs> that went straight sideways. It, it, is that why you didn't, when, when I, I watched the highlights on, on your 5 o'clock newscast, uh, CTV Saskatoon, is that why you didn't add a doink sound effect? When he, like, I felt like if the guy was a jackass, you would have just added a good a doink. It, well, I mean, there was no upright to even be seen at all, so you can't even <laughs> doink. I think what it, what it would have been is when he kicked the ball, you'd add like a dirt. Instead of like a, you know, instead of what that was, that was bad. So I I know Joel and I we we hammered on poor Felix last week, and and now we did you okay? We've hammered. We we brought it back up too. Sorry, Felix. Uh, Yeah, it's all right. We we still love him. At least it's not. I I I do feel like if Sam Hurl's parents have ever listened to this podcast, they probably would mail us dog poo in an envelope because. You've been ribbing on Sam Hurl? Uh, as a starting middle linebacker in the CFL, yes, for the two years Joel and I have been doing this. Mm. So, But again, great human being, and I try to preface it with that every single time. But um, looking back, preseason, I know I, I know the mood in Rider Nation was a bit of panic. I know the game wasn't uh, streamed anywhere. I was working. I did get a chance to listen to some of Derek Taylor's call, which said last week, fantastic. I love DT. I know you've had the opportunity to talk to him uh, as well as I have. He's been on this podcast. He's the... You're actually the second ever guest on this podcast. No, oh. Derek Taylor being the first, and then DT and then me, DT and then you. So we're we're all about uh, current and former Bell Media guys, apparently. So, yeah. Uh, but the, but the game, I thought from at least what I heard, what I read, uh, I'm sure you saw some highlights. Obviously, throwing things together for for your program at five o'clock. I, I I think you can take some positives out of the fact that the starters played. The defense maybe don't want to give up those points to Winnipeg, but Zach Caleros looked like a CFL quarterback, did he, he not? He looked actually pretty good from what I saw. I mean, no, I'm not watching every single down because, like you said, it wasn't streamed. By the yeah. way, before we get into this, yeah. do you think that was a good idea by the Rides? Terrible idea. Horrendous idea. You think it was a bad I, idea? I, I, I hate it. I, I think in today's day and age, where you're trying to draw fans to, to new media, um, you're hosting, you're playing a preseason game. And let's face I, I I love Ryder football. I go every time I can. This team is made up not just of Regina, but it's made up of the whole province. Who in their right mind, to be fair, is going to travel two and a half hours for a preseason game on a weekday night? Yeah, it was a Thursday night. And that's exactly. the only caveat. If yeah. it was a Saturday, I would say, okay, you can stream it. That's yeah. fine, because everyone who wants to be there is going yeah. to be there. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a Thursday. And, and, so and, people that want to see it, yeah. that live in La Ronge or yeah. Saskatoon or Yorkton. Melford or Yorkton, yeah, yeah they, they can't always get in on no. a Thursday. So I didn't really think that was a... I, I, I'm with you on that big time. That was a dick move, man. It really was, a, was dick a dick move. move. It was a dick move. And I think that it was a bit disrespectful to those fans that, that you say, yeah, we're not streaming the game, so to make sure we get people in the stadium, well, this is a provincial team, and, and, and at the same at the same time, they're promoting the fact that they have people that drive from Lloydminster every game, and then you have a preseason game on a Thursday night, and you don't stream it. just seems like a bit of disrespect. Because I can guarantee you, there would have been a lot of people across the province uh, watching that game. Uh, an unnamed source with the Ryder organization told me the last time they did a stream of a preseason game 
Remember, it was a few years ago, Dan Plaster and Luke Mullinder? I think that would have been 2015. 2015. I was, I, I was still working alongside you on the media beat. Because I remember talking talking about it and you and I BSing about it. But uh, a source inside the writer organization tells me that that drew yeah, 100,000 100, fans. It was 2015 yeah. Yeah, when they streamed that game. Yeah, uh, 100,000 fans watched that game. And I believe that was even on a Friday or Saturday night. I, can, I think it was against Calgary, yeah. I want to say. Uh, yeah, it was... I remember watching the stream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, as you were, because you were yeah. cutting highlights for yeah. it. So instead, you get the old, like, top of the stadium camera that sometimes, at least now, it's not shot through a loaf of bread like it was back in the day at, at Old oh, Mosaic. Geez. But I, I thought it was a terrible decision. I, I hated it, and I would have liked to watch that game. I, I was between both my real job at Oakwood Nissan, and I was also substituting at our Mainway Mazda store at the same time that night. So... I didn't even have time to stream it on the radio. I was working yeah. for two car dealerships at the same night, right? Speaking of bad moves, do you want to get into this NFL preseason game going to Winnipeg, or are you over that? Should we uh, just let's get into on? it. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, let's get into it. Let's let's. I, I'm all about. I, Joel's gone. The reins are off. I can be as angry as I want, right? Does Joel keep the reins on you? Oh God, no. Yeah, I know. Joel's the only one that makes money on this podcast. Oh, um, as he actually, you know, works for Three Down Nation. I'm just like, uh, you know, Drew and Dustin have told me. Yeah, you can use our name to get yourself credentials if you want, um, but I Joel is much more part of the site than than I ever am, and that's, right. okay. that, that's probably because I like to swear, and I'm generally one a man of low credibility. I probably should ask before. Can we swear on this? podcast? Oh, we can swear on this podcast. Um, I said dick already. You said dick. I I called I called somebody a jackass too. So we generally try to keep it to that. Right. Uh, Joel did censor my f bomb at the end of last week's podcast, so there's there's that, but. Uh, the, the NFL preseason game going to Winnipeg, again, I think another bad move. On whose part? The rider part. <laughs> I do. I, I think I think it is... And I get the way the lease is set up at, at New Mosaic. And it was Mike Abumatric actually saying it on the new Rod Peterson show on Facebook. That the amount of times that building sits empty... I think I heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and Abu made a really good point, and, and I was kind of on the fence before that, but then for him to make the point that yeah, there's a lot of times that, you know... It's pretty empty. It is. and put you some, Put some people in there. Yeah, exactly. Give it some use. And an NFL preseason game would do that. Like, to me, NFL preseason is like whiskey, while the CFL is like beer. You have some people that only like beer. You have some people that only like whiskey. You have lots of people like both of them, but they're two very different things. Right? I, don't really, I don't really like whiskey, but could we change it to you know vodka or gin or something? All right, like we'll that? go with gin. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I actually have I have, I have some gin. I might mix up some G and T's for us at the end of this. So. Very nice. So I even have uh, limes. The only thing that I would say is uh, is two things. One, I heard the city of Regina was all in. Yeah, of course. Fans were all in. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> let's read between who, the lines. He's not all in. Well, yeah. okay, there you go. The other thing was that there's hotels in Winnipeg that are sold out yep. already. They're booked for for that night or for that yep. weekend. It was the twenty second. It August? was it was the twenty second of August. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're they're sold out. Yeah. So that's a lot of money that's going to Winnipeg and not Regina. Exactly. So. <sighs> It's too bad for the city of Regina, and it's too bad for football fans in the province. Yes, I would I would absolutely agree with you on that, Pat, and and especially to and I, I think and this was a great point I saw raised on my Facebook. Uh, Dan Ukrainitz, uh, I know you and I both know Dan. Uh, Dan made the point. He lives in Saskatchewan. You and I live in Saskatchewan. Our tax money 
was taken off our paychecks. It was partially, was partially in some way used to build that place, right? And for the riders to be able to say, nah, we don't want the province of Saskatchewan making money off of an event and something that taxpayers paid for, it's BS. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I mean, they are the primary tenant. Right. So they, they you know, what, what was the deal? It was too close because to, they played the next day. It was too close. To, so they they have that decision. They they, they do. That they is have in their the contract. executive decision. So I mean, right. it's completely within their right to do it. So and I don't blame them for doing it either. No, I don't blame them at all. It's just unfortunate how it all unfolded. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure if there was another date, I would have been interested to see if there was another date, if the riders' organization would have been on board. Like, yeah, it's on a game that we're in. It's on a week that we're in Edmonton. Something like that. Right? Like, that to me would have been the true test. Because I, I just, I, I think, and, and let's face it, you and I uh, are in a similar spot. I've got two young boys. You've got one young girl. Um, I will offer you a dowry of four goats and a cow uh, on this podcast for an arranged marriage right now. But outside of that, um, entertainment dollars are tight. And I think that was part of the reason they put up so much resistance. They yeah. may be scared about, again, you and I don't have rider season tickets. I like watching football games, you know. Maybe they were scared that I would go to the Oakland Raiders game instead of the rider game. Which I think is a fair fear. You think so? I think See, so. I, I feel like this is the only CFL market in the entire country where you, you can say it's a safe bet that's not going to happen. If, I, if, I, you I know what? Say, if, yeah. if people are so, we got the best fans in the yeah. league, the 13th man, Yeah, it's it's... You know, before I moved to Saskatchewan, yeah. that's all, you know, I grew up in Edmonton. Yeah. So I'd meet a Riders fan, I'd go, you know, go Edmonton. They'd be like, well, we have the best fans. And right. I, and I'd be like, I, so? <laughs> you know, but like, and I didn't realize because yeah. I didn't live in Saskatchewan, but that is just ingrained into everything here yeah. about how good the fans are. Yeah. And I feel like if you've got the best fans, yeah. you shouldn't really need to worry about them spending money on your team. Especially when you've got a really nice stadium. Oh, God. When you're going to have, I'll say it, a, probably a pretty good team this yeah. year. I So I, I don't know what's going through the minds of the people that make that decision. Yeah. But uh, I think it probably all could have worked out. I, I Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think <laughs> some know, paranoia seeped in, and, I, and, I and you're know, absolutely right. I don't know what goes into putting on a game, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure they, they could have played nice. And yeah. Done it. There, there probably would have been a way to make it all work. Again, I'll go back to it's just too bad that people that would have benefited from it don't get to and they don't get a say. Yeah, exactly. And you, you said something interesting there, too, and I always like, because Joel and I, we tend to agree on a lot of things, which is, I'm sure, why we don't really get over about the 300 listener mark ever. But thank you to those that do listen, of course. Um, you mentioned in your comment there that the Riders are going to be a good team this year. Yeah, I think I, so. I always like to get the outside thoughts of, of guys. And let's face it, you know your shit. <laughs> I've known you a long time. You know your shit, Pat. Like, I like to you, pretend like I do. You're, I you're I here can, with your iPad it. with game stats. and, and well, you know, That's because I don't know it and I need to look at it. <laughs> but as a general rule of thumb, you're a guy that knows what you're talking about. And I respect the hell out of you for that and I always have. Well, thank you. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, we, we've now had cut down day. We've had two preseason games. What do you think this team is going to look like? And I'm not going to ask you for a bold prediction until the end of the program. Okay. 
But I have a little while to think about it. Exactly. You've, you've got a while. I still, I, we, I, I think I still want to talk about uh, the cuts in depth, and I still want to talk about uh, the Solomon Alamimian conspiracy that I'm all, all over. But just as an outside observer, um, Joel and I have beat this team up a little bit and talked about our thoughts for, you know, now we've been waiting for games to happen. What do you think? I mean, you're a smart guy. I you respect know, the hell out of you. Let's, uh, let's hear it. I, I would just throw away that first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Like I said, nobody... None of the starters really played. Yeah. You know, we didn't really get a true indication of what the team is going to be with that game. Dickinson even said himself, this yeah. is just to see who's going to be the bees, basically. Right. And that was where we saw Cody Vajardo take the step over David Watford, who yep. is now cut. Yeah. Watford played himself off the team, and Isaac Harker played himself onto the team. If I Absolutely. could get ahead of myself and talk about the quarterback in depth chart. Of course, yes. Isaac Harker, he didn't start camp very well. Yeah. He just looked like another guy in camp. But, yeah, uh, we, you and I have seen lots of those guys come yeah. and go. Yeah, but as camp wore on and you see more one-on-one drills and you yeah. get into that game and he showed well, uh, and he called himself a gamer, Yeah, I think, when we talked to him. And uh, it, it showed. He yeah. uh, he won his way onto the squad. So that was what that first preseason game was, to see what everything... Yep. Who could do that? Second preseason game, like I said, I, I didn't get to watch the whole thing from, from what I understand and what I have seen. Zach Kaleos played pretty well. Yep. I mean, he threw one pick, but he two touchdowns, his completion percentage was was pretty good. I had the stats. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, could I believe, I believe off really the top of my head to. it was 10 out of 15. Yeah, that sounds familiar. 10 out of 15. It was either 15 out of 20 or 10 out of 15. Either way, I, I think there was only the, the... It was 10 out of 15. 163 yards. I did a thing! Um, Fajardo and Watford didn't get any playing time. I no. think Watford knew... He was kind of yeah. He, he knew was he under was, the gun. Fajardo yeah. knew he won the job. It was give your bike back to whatever Saskatoon resident you think of. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Caleros played well before that preseason game. When people asked me, I said it's all going to hinge on the play of Zach Caleros because yep. we know for one, and you know, one of the rider players. I was at the end of practice. I was mm. shooting my stand up. Everyone else was gone, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the players on defense walked up to me and just started talking and. Oh yeah, I took a little media when I was in, going through school, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's kind of tedious. I wouldn't like it. And I was yeah. like, all right, thanks. Like, yeah. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah, I'm in the media. And, uh, <laughs> he he kind of said like, man, our defense is going to be solid. And I was like, what about the offense? And he kind of went like, they're going to have to put it together. Yeah. So ev- I, even the players know that like the defense was going to be very strong. Now, yeah. if Solomon Elmimian plays or if he doesn't play, yeah, I mean they're, they're still going to have a great defense. I would I would venture to guess top two maybe tops yeah in that the yeah that's a consensus in yeah. most categories I think yeah. their defense is going to be fine their offensive line yeah they're a little bit older in key yeah. positions Labatt and Clark who's coming off that car accident but yeah. you know he did start in that Winnipeg game so great to see a, um, an all time favorite interview that back when my days covering Ryder camp Thad Coleman I mean he's getting a little bit older yeah. but he's still solid on the line. Their offensive line is good. They brought in William Powell as a running back. He was fantastic against yeah. Winnipeg in limited time. He's been great in camp. He can catch the ball, and almost most importantly, he can block. Yes, huge. They've got some pretty good receivers. Um, I think that I don't know if we'll see a lot of Emmanuel Arsenal right away because yeah. it's been eight and a half months since he tore his ACL and had which, surgery. Which is crazy to think he even took part in any part of yeah. training camp. First day, he was making some pretty sick catches, and it yeah. was like, you better slow down. Yeah. And they slowed him down big time. <laughs> uh, Kyran Moore, I think, is going to take a big step. So that, yeah. in short, that receiving core is yeah. going to be pretty good. All aspects of this team, you can already see shaping up to be, wow, pretty damn good. Brett yeah. Outher, John Ryan. 
Absolutely. Good stuff. The only question mark was quarterback, Zach Caleros. Mm. If, and before this preseason game, I, I told people that asked me, if Zach plays like he did last year, the defense is going to have to steal a few games. Mm-hmm. And they, they might get to 12-6 and six like they did last year. They might fall to 10-8 and eight if they get a few bounces, go against them. But they'll, they'll make the playoffs if yeah. Zach doesn't have a great year. If he gets hurt and Fajardo comes in, yeah. even less so because he hasn't really proven himself as a CFL quarterback. If he does really well, yeah. you know they could they could go twelve and six for sure, thirteen and five maybe. Yeah. And he played pretty well in the preseason game. Now, granted, it's preseason. It is yes, it's preseason, but he's shown that he didn't have happy feet. He's shown that he can put the ball where it needs to be, and that's all he needs to do with this team. It's kind of like, I want to say, the example used from in 2008 when Tom Brady got hurt and Matt Castles came in for the New England Patriots. He sure did. And they said, wow, Matt Castles is is behind the seat of a Ferrari that's locked and ready to go. Yeah. And I I want to say the same thing, maybe not a Ferrari. Yeah. How about an Infinity? Yeah, like an Acura. Let's go with Infinity because that's where I work. Okay, let's go with an Infinity. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real good team. Yeah, and they've got a real good playbook. I, you know, a lot of people dump on Stephen McAdoo's playbook, yeah. but I think it's effective. They're going to be running the yeah. ball a lot, and they're going to be throwing in play action. And, yeah. But I think it is an effective playbook with what they have. Yeah. And if Caleros plays to the strength of the playbook and yeah. the team. They could do real well this year. Well, and and it all hinges on him, I think. Yeah, and and, and to quote Rod Peterson uh, again, friend of mine on the uh, who's obviously doing his own thing with the Rod Peterson show on Facebook. Um, Rod said, "Did anybody hate Stephen McAdoo when Kevin Glenn was throwing for four thousand yards?" I don't think so. No, there was there was none of the criticism. So it, it, it comes down to obviously McAdoo has the ability to. And I, I, I've been a Stephen McAdoo basher on this very podcast, but it was it was another moment like that and seeing what I've seen so far that, you know, he just calls the place for the personnel he's got. Yeah, you work with your strength, you work with what you got. You don't try to make something out of something you don't have. Exactly. Um, and if, if you see the writings on the wall with Brandon Bridge and Zach Caleros and they're, yeah. they're checking down yeah. every, every time. <laughs> every single play. And it didn't help that they cut receivers like Bakari Grant. At the beginning of, or at the end of training camp, turns Deron Carter so. into a defensive back. And yeah, so you take away some of your best defensive. Well, and Jordan Williams Lambert stepped up. We'll no. give him all the credit in the world. But yeah. there was there's a few times when Zach Caleros threw the ball where it needed to be, and the rookie receiver didn't run the right route. And wasn't wasn't where he needed to be. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he's checking down. Yeah, so certainly. you work with what you got. Certainly. Uh, Joel and I, neither of us had the opportunity to be at camp, and, and, and this is one of those questions that when I was reporting, we'd probably get an eye roll from, from fellow guys in the scrum, um, but was there a different mood around camp this year with, um, you know, going from Chris Jones and, and his intensity and his long sleeves and his southern drawl and, you know, his hitting on everybody that moved outside of the football field. Was there a different vibe with Craig Dickinson? <laughs> there definitely was in the media. Yeah. Uh, we got answers. Holy jeez. <laughs> we got Honest, thoughtful answers, not got, just a whole bunch of southern drawl? No one was arguing semantics. If there was a question that he already answered, Craig yeah. Dickinson, he would answer it again to the best of his ability. Yeah. I asked him a question about the internationals, and he kind of... 
He gave the same answer he'd given. I kind of pushed him on it because yeah. I really wanted an answer. Yeah. So he gave me a different one. And then after practice, came up to me and talked to me about it. And really? Just, just to clarify, man, this is what I was saying. Yeah. And it was, I, he walked away and I was, you know, you didn't have to come up to me and talk to me afterwards, but you did. So thank you. Like, what, what a what a nice guy thing to do. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly it. I mean, for how long? I mean, between counting the Corey Chamberlain you knows in a scrum and taking a shot every time you had one and nearly dying of alcohol poisoning and Chris Jones' secret or he's just... Well, it's a situation where... Yeah, exactly. And, and all that. a thing where he's got a bit of an ankle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the, and that's a pretty good Chris Jones too there, Pat. The mood... At least from the media, was oh my god tenfold <laughs> having Chris Jones gone. Yeah, um, the thing that I got I got most from the players was they stopped doing double barrel. Yep. So yeah, there was the reps are cut in half. Yes. So for the older players and you know the Micah Johnsons of the world, the yeah. Charleston Hughes, Arsenault, you get yeah. the, the older players, uh, Thigpen. Even Powell, who's, you know, he hasn't had the miles on yeah. him in his career, but he's getting up there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they said, wow, he's doing a great job taking care of us. Yeah. Um, really? Said, it's not that Jones didn't do, didn't take care of us. But Jones pushed. I mean, twice as many reps, basically. Yeah. You're doing yeah. half the reps, and it was getting pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, it got up to 30 degrees a few times, and that can wear on you. And yeah. you don't want to tire your guys out before the season even begins. And I think Dickinson... I mean, he knew that. He yeah. gave the guys a little bit of a break in camp. It's a, It was a different situation because I think Dickinson came in. He said, you know, unlike Jones, yeah. Coleros has the job. Yeah. Unlike Jones, there are spots that have already been won. He yeah. wouldn't name them, but, but there are, he knows there are yeah. spots that have been won, and Jones yeah. would never concede No, that. ever. So it, there was a difference in guys being a little bit more relaxed yeah when you know you have a job if you don't make a throw you don't have to go oh no i'm like i might not yeah y you can say like it's okay and you yeah. can come back and make the next one it just takes a little bit especially in training camp yeah it takes a little bit of the pressure off and it lets guys just go out there and play and it keeps them a little bit more fresh especially yeah. the older guys the reps were limited so those would be the, the biggest things i would notice yeah any now that we are officially at the end of training camp with, with cut down day coming just yesterday we are recording this on a Sunday evening on, on the back deck recording studio um, for one um, I don't think anybody surprised me they got cut um, but one guy I was pretty pumped to see the see make the team especially after undeservedly having some shade thrown his way by a rash Madani of Sportsnet <laughs> was Max Zimmerman, Max Zimmerman? I mean, yeah, yeah exactly super Rich, cool I'd like to clarify yeah. I heard a couple times even on the, the preseason game. He quit his job as a teacher and came over here and to to play yeah. football. One, he was a pro football player in Germany. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, he was clear. playing that already. He yeah. was already a pro football player. Yeah. Two, I asked him about the teaching job. As a part time job, I was working you know five six hours a week. Oh wow! And they said, "Oh yeah, you can go play football. Go, it's your dream. Yeah. If you don't make it, there's always a job here for you when you come really? back." Really? So let let's clarify. Yeah, he didn't go screw teaching football. <laughs> he like it wasn't that dramatic. Yeah, I mean it, it's still a cool story. That, that oh yeah, I mean when you boil it, I mean a that's cool of his employer to say if this doesn't work out, you, you're you, we're going to welcome you back with open arms. There's not yeah. a lot of employers these days. I feel like my employer would do that all day long, um, but. There's there's so few people that would do that, and, and there's so few guys that would take up a stable job and, and, and job in a teaching union, teaching position, 
to go ahead and give pro football in a different country, you know, a, a try like that. So to me, it's just cool in all parts. And, um, <laughs> and for a rash to shit on the poor guy, I was just, I, I was happy to see like, you know, oh, bad career decision, but dude, you got into broadcasting. <laughs> That's not exactly a great career uh, decision either. And I, well, I mean, zero offense to you, my friend. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I get where he's coming from. Yeah. The job security in the Canadian Football League. I mean, if you're going to the NFL and you play a year, there's a million bucks. If yeah. you go to the CFL and you play a year, there's what? $55,000 for the internationals this year. Yeah. $55,000 Canadian. It's not It's not quite the same no. security, so I understand where Rash is coming from. Yeah. Like, maybe relax a little bit, yeah. but like, that's his job. Hey, so, yeah, you know that, what? That, he I, is an ish disturber, yeah. I completely understand where Rash is coming from. Um, I, I love the story. I think, yeah. and that was the, one of the, the questions that I asked Craig Dickinson about yeah. was the international players, and I'm not surprised that uh, the two Mexican players and Zimmerman make the roster. Yeah, because you know, I mean, there, there's this international global draft. Yeah, and the CFL is not going to bring make go through all the trouble of making this draft. Yep, and bringing on all these players for training camps and beating them up for a couple weeks only to have them cut. Yes. That's not going to happen. Randy yeah. Ambrosi went through too much trouble. Yeah, exactly. What he would like to see happen, you got to think, is that one or two of them do well. Yeah. One or two of them, and then that's the poster boy. Oh, look. Yeah. We brought this guy over from, from Germany or from France or Mexico, yeah. and pretty soon you can go, hey, countries like China. Yeah. Countries like India, where there's lots of people. Yeah, exactly. Where there's lots of athletes. You yeah. can go, look, this guy did it. And pretty soon, now you have that global interest. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. And I, and I think, and I, I, I know a lot of people shit on CFL 2.0. Um, I like it. There's there's nothing to lose. There's absolutely nothing to lose. You're right. If if these guys come over and become even if even if Max Zimmerman doesn't only makes a couple catches this year, but becomes a special team stud, there's a guy they discover that can fill a role in this football team that they wouldn't have known the name Max Zimmerman. Yeah, For, they they never nobody would have found them. I I like CFL 2.0. I like the globalization of of the game of football as a whole, and I think what the CFL is doing is smart. And and I I don't think you can object to the CFL saying, okay, we're gonna have one international spot per roster. Yeah, we're gonna pay him to come. Yeah, forty five spots in the roster now. Yeah, exactly. One of them's an international guy. He might just be a special team stud or a backup old lineman. But no one's saying they have to play at all. But they are on exactly. the roster. Exactly. And again, you don't want to, I mean, say, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in particular, mm-hmm. but say this global player who's in the 45th spot comes over and, you know, gets in and, you know, you don't want to put in someone who's a detriment to the team. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put in someone who's going to get hurt. Yes. You don't want to put in someone who, you know, you don't want to put someone in that situation. Right. So nobody's saying these global players have to start. Yes. You can carry them. You yes. You can have a couple on the practice roster. And they can they can learn the game and they can, you know, maybe one of them will be able to start and and do well. Maybe not. Yeah, you know, that's why there's going to be a draft next year, I assume. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. They're going to keep finding them. So, as we draw near the conclusion of this podcast, for one, I've I've had a great time doing this. Pat, he's near the end already. We are at the 34 minute mark, and we oh like to gosh. be no longer than 30, 45. Um, again, you and I have always had. I've I've never got to work together with you outside of a couple hits where you come by the car dealership and I talk about the lacrosse game that night or something like that. But it's it's cool that we get to work together the next couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a couple of pretty 
big numbers for the Riders earlier. You said they, they could be 12-6. and six. I think they could. You really do? I really do. You're an optimist, and I like that about you. Well, when you look at the rest of the, of the West, that, okay. that's what yeah. I'm looking at. Yeah. And I'm looking at the, the turnover that the team had. I mean, yeah. they had a great year last year. Right. Caleros gets hurt. They lose to Winnipeg in the playoffs. You know, they, Yeah, that was Winnipeg's tough. a good team. Yeah. And I think Winnipeg might be the team to beat this year. Uh, as a Winnipeg bomber, Blue Bombers fan, I would I would hope so. <laughs> I know this is the green cast, but yeah. I don't hide the fact I'm a Blomber fan. But yes, I, I I hope they are the team to beat finally for the first time since since the older of my two sisters yeah. was born. <laughs> if if we can go through it, let's see. BC, I mean, you got Mike Riley and Deron Carter, and they seem to have a good connection. I saw a couple of hits with TSN that they were doing, and yeah. if Deron Carter doesn't wear out his welcome. Or get moved to defensive back. Or get, well, Chris Jones isn't coaching in BC, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, they, I don't see any reason why they couldn't be competitive. I yep. think they're going to be better than last year. And what were they, 9-9 nine nine last year? Yes, they, I believe so, yeah. So I don't see any reason why they should be worse than that. Uh, Calgary, I think, I mean, they've been the powerhouse in the league for the last, what, 10, they're the new, 10 years? They're the New like England that? Patriots of the CFL. I don't think we're going to see that from them this year. Really? And, I mean, you look at their defense. You lose yeah. the best defensive player in the league to Saskatchewan, yes. Micah Johnson. Yep. Alex Singleton is gone. Yeah, he's no in the NFL now. That. It, yep. I don't know how much luck they're going to have getting after the quarterback like they've seen in the past. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be that locked down, hit him in the mouth, smash mouth kind of football on defense that they right. have been. And, and you have Huff- to... Sorry? You have to think with the, with the cap to their pat. Like, these guys, they've been able to keep, keep around for two or three years. And play a secondary role. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're going to have that because now you got Bo Levi Mitchell making almost a fifth of your cap. He's making a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, on the flip side, as long as you've got Bo Levi Mitchell, yeah. and Calgary John Huffnagel always seems to find a way to find guys. Yeah, they still got a great O line. They still got Don Jackson. They still got Bo Levi. So I wouldn't yeah. count them out. No, but I don't see them being the wrecking ball right. that they have been the past few years. Moving north to Edmonton, I mean, they've seen more change than anybody in the West. Absolutely. Uh, great receivers. Yeah. <laughs> they've got all the receivers in the world. And, uh, and you've got continuity. Trevor Harris throwing the ball to Greg Allingson. And, and so I think on offense, I mean, I don't see any reason why they should be a whole lot worse. I mean, uh, it's a downgrade going from Riley to Harris. I, I would say so, yes. And I think, too, uh, I think the climate in Ottawa could affect them late in the season. You have Riley, like I, I just mean strictly from the Harris Ellingson. When was yeah. the last? When was the last time Trevor Harris played in a place that it gets minus twenty in some random night in October? Picture perfect. They play on the road in BC. That's what Edmonton. That, that's exactly. <laughs> that's that is what absolutely is what they for. want. That is their best chance to go ahead and win. Yeah. So dome stadium. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't like Edmonton. I don't think they'll be as good as Saskatchewan this yeah. year. I don't think BC will be as good as Saskatchewan this Interesting. year. Interesting. I don't think Calgary will be as good as Saskatchewan this year. I and like I know that I'm, take. I'm going out on a limb when you've got a quarterback like Bo Levi Mitchell yeah. and Dave Dickinson and John Huffnagel on that team. I, I, I think the defense for Saskatchewan is going to carry them. And this is where I say if Zach Caleros can hang yeah. and he doesn't muck it all up, I think they'll be very successful. The only team that I think we'll have a chance to challenge them in the West this year's Winnipeg. Hmm. When you add a player like Willie Jefferson, yep. who I think was vastly overlooked 
last yeah. year on that line when Charlton Hughes getting all those sacks. Yeah. Willie Jefferson, man, he's a great he, player. He, he's the one that made that line happen. He's a great rush hand. Yeah, he, and on top of the things he can do, he can drop back in coverage. You've watched him, like, when was the last time we saw any, like, normally a D lineman at any level of football picks off the ball and we're all going, yeah, yeah. fat guy touchdown, yeah. woo, let's go fat guy! Uh, and Adam Bighill is in yeah. that linebacking core again. I mean, Matt Nichols, if he can stay healthy and, yeah. and have the year that he's had... I think it'll be Winnipeg, Saskatchewan battling for for that first and second spot. I, I that's so tough between them though. I don't I don't know. I'll don't I'll, know I'll let them. you I'll let you not pick a, for, a first place because I think I am uh, known for some terrible hot takes around here, uh, including saying that Johnny Manziel would lead the Hamilton Tiger Cats to a Grey Cup game last year. He was clean. He got clean. Yeah, he was. Who could have seen <laughs> what everything? <laughs> Who could have seen Johnny's fall for Grace? Oh, oh everybody yeah. but yeah. me. Oh, sorry, everyone? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Um, so I think you're on one end of the spectrum, and I think I am on the other end. I have the Riders challenging for a crossover spot this year. Really? I think, um, I think so much of this league is quarterback play. Yeah. And it, it, let's, I don't disagree with you there. Uh, right, but I think if you say, okay, would you rather have Zach Claris or Matt Nichols? I'd rather have Matt Nichols. Uh, Zach Caleros, Trevor Harris. I'd rather have Trevor Harris. Bo Levi Mitchell. I'd rather have Bo. Mike Riley. Actually, I'd rather have Zach. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you had a little smirk on your face yeah. that our listeners uh, couldn't see. Okay, so, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you have the number five quarterback in an absolutely stacked West Division We've talked about, you talked about some of the good things on the rookie receivers that we could be seeing, some emerging names. I think you have established names at receiver, at the other skill positions in other places. I feel like their O-line, although good, we both agree their O-line is above average right now, but you're relying on some older guys, Dan Clark, Brendan Labatt, you're an injury two away from there, and perhaps the most fragile quarterback in the entire CFL. Like, I feel like when interviewing him, if I cough too hard, I might hurt Zach Caleros. Yeah. Well, uh, they, the writers know that. They're yeah. not going into this season thinking Zach Caleros is going to take a whole lot of hits. In fact, I think Murray McCormick was the one who asked him uh, before the preseason game, are you looking forward to, like, taking this first hit, or what yeah. do you think about it? And he kind of gave him a, a little bit of a smart-ass answer and was like, oh, I, I love getting hit. <laughs> I think he was being serious as a guy. Yeah. Then it makes it gets you into it. And yeah. It was kind of like, uh, but you're made of class. You know? Like, but I, they've made a concerted effort. I think one in William Powell to come in. Yeah. He's a great blocking running back and gr- a great running back too. That too. He's yeah. a great release valve in that he can yeah. catch the ball. One of the people we haven't talked about is Albert Awachi. Yeah. Who was lining up in a tight end set quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And he's a big body. Yeah. And I, I think that they they're going to set him up in a lot of blocking plays mm-hmm. and they're running the ball an awful lot that's what Craig Dickinson says they're going to run the ball yeah so I'm not I don't want to say I'm not worried about him getting hit yeah because he's simply not going to be stepping back in the pocket being in the shotgun as much as maybe he was last year yeah. he has in the past um and that's why I say he's in the seat he's in the driver's seat of a really really good car a really nice Infinity Q50 Red Sport. Yeah, if the rest of the car performs well, I think the driver should do just fine. It's true. I think the defense should steal a few. I mean, they were 12-6 and six last year. And, and, That's that? And, and, no, and, you're and right Caleros there. And got hurt quite a bit last year. You're, you're bang on on that. Yeah. So I, I think I have Winnipeg, 
maybe a bit of bias there. Uh, I have behind them, I have Calgary. I have BC. I have Saskatchewan crossing over because the East Division, I'm sure you and I could round up about 12 guys, 12 ex-Huskies from Saskatchewan and probably finish, you know, ahead of the ahead of at yeah. least ahead of Montreal at least. Speaking of ex-Huskies, shout out to Sean Stanger getting yeah. into that preseason game against Winnipeg. That's right. Good for that guy. Woo! I know, great guy. Too. Got, got the call on I think the Saturday. Yeah. Was there on on Sunday or and, and and good for Stanger keeping himself, you know, at least in relative shape cuz like if I wasn't kicking anymore, yeah. I I'd, I'd 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 be fat. Working as an engineer. Yeah. Kicking footballs. Gets the call. Right into a preseason game. Good for him. Good for him. All around. Good anyway, guy. sorry I interrupted so, you. Uh, but no, I have I have Edmonton as the team missing the playoffs in the West. I do have Saskatchewan crossing over because again the East is a dumpster fire. Uh, so that's what I got. But it'll be interesting because next time Pat and I are here on the Back Deck Recording Studio, we will have more beer. We'll have a we'll have a game to talk about, and maybe just maybe a few more people listening because Pat has credibility. Pat, thanks for coming on, buddy. No problem. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.